of all. This guy. Yeah? You're not sure, Ida? Do you need to move? Do you, should I be like Moses and part the crowd of children? Do you need to move either side of me so that you can see the screen? No? You're okay? Alright. You're fine. Well done. Alright. Well, I'm actually going to show you some facts about Mario that come from Ripley's Believe It or Not. Hands up, kids, who knows about Ripley's Believe It or Not. You have? You've heard of it? No, you're not sure? Hand up, adults, who's heard of Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay, we're doing better. So, Ripley's... Uh, I've forgotten the name, his first name, but this man named Ripley went about finding weird and wonderful facts around the world. They're kind of unbelievable, um, but true facts. And so I thought I'd show some uh, that the kids would know, or about a character they may know. Now, this is Mario. He's from Nintendo. And Mario was named after Mario Segal. I wonder whether you knew this. So I'm not asking you to tell me whether it's true or not. It is true. Uh, he was named after Mario Segal, the Italian landlord of Nintendo of America's office, who bore a striking physical resemblance to the character. So do you get that? The landlord who owned the building looked like that character. And his name was Mario. So they called their character Mario. Believe it or not. In 2013, a 10-year-old boy steered his great-grandmother's car to safety after she had a heart attack while driving. He credited his driving ability to playing Mario Kart Wii. Believe it or not. Because I want you to believe it or not. Do you believe it? And that's also what Ripley, this man Ripley, that's what he always used to say. Uh, on the, there was a TV show that was like that. And he would say, believe it or not. And you had to work out whether you believe it or not. But he says they are true facts. They're true. So they are facts. Okay? So you believe it or not, but they are facts. Here we go. Mario Kart 8 is the first game in the franchise to feature a fully animated moustache on Mario. Believe it or not. It's a very strange one. I do like this one, though. In the Japanese version of Mario Kart, I wonder whether any of our um, uh, non-English speakers might be able to help us with this before I get to what it actually is. Uh, in the Japanese version of Mario Kart 64, the Moo Moo Farm course is called What Farm? Does anyone know? It's the sound that a cow makes in Japan. Does anyone know? It's Momo Farm. Because the moo sound cows make is more like mo with a long o sound in Japan, apparently. Believe it or not. All right. 
There we go. We'll move on. Who is this? Taylor Swift. All right. Or Tay-Tay, as she's more affectionately known. Now, Taylor Swift is a singer, and she, at age 14, was the youngest songwriter to be hired by Sony ATV Music Publishing House. Believe it or not. So, 14. At age 20, she became the youngest artist in history to win a Grammy Award. That's the best award for music um, at the age of 20. That's the youngest person. All right, and this is an interesting one. Blank Space is the most, that's a, one of her songs, is the most viewed music video by a female artist ever. Believe it or not. Hmm, what else? Here, this one's good because it will remind some of our older folks of one of their, maybe one of their favourites. She's the first artist since the Beatles. The Beatles, I said. And the only female artist in history to log six or more weeks at number one in the United States with three consecutive studio albums. Since the Beatles! They were a hip band back in the 60s, weren't they? Yeah. Believe it. More than that, did you say? <laughs> Believe it or not. All right. You're a rough crowd, let me just say. Let's see if I can wow you with this. All right, will you be wowed? All right, does anyone know what this young lady is attempting to break her back. She's on stage. She is. This is what I try to get the kids in kids' church to do. If I do this, what am I doing? Austin, you know what I'm doing? What is it? Guitar, but it's not just any guitar. It's air guitar. Do you see my air guitar? Oh, Ida's just going, yeah. What a twit. You're so bored with this. I'm sorry. All right, well, anyway, here, this is a real thing. Believe it or not, um, this is the winner of the Air Guitar World Championships. So not just, not just something that people do at the local pub, but on a worldwide stage, they have the championships, and this young lady, a Japanese lady, was the winner. Is it a coincidence that all the strange things come out of Japan? Or maybe I was just interested in the ones that were in, from Japan. Maybe I'm the strange one. All right, here's the next one. Oh, what is this? This is a... What sort of spider is it? Well done, Jonathan. A black spider called a tarantula. Now, this tarantula is, in fact, a fried tarantula. And what did you say? Yep. <laughs> I thought you said yum. I was really surprised. Um, so it's a fried tarantula from Cambodia is where it's a specialty. Um, oh, we watched, I think it was Luke Nguyen um, 
going out with a spider whisperer as uh, she sang to the spiders to, to get it to come out of its hole. It was hideous. Um, but then they fried it, and, and Luke Nguyen ate it and said it had a crunchy and creamy inside. <laughs> it was quite feral. Anyway, believe it or not, we don't need to dwell on that anymore. All right. How, are you feeling unmoved? <laughs> Confused. All right. Well, some of these things are unbelievable, um, and yet they are true. And so the point of what we're getting at is, Mary, in the last week that we saw... Oh, no, this is about me first. It's about me. Um, this is me way back in 1996 when I received my HSC results at the, you know, the end of school exams, kids. And you used to get it in an envelope. I think you just get it in an email now or you log into a website. I got it in the post in an envelope, open it at the top of my driveway, walk down, my dad and my pa were there and I was unbelievable, it was unbelievably good news. I had passed my exams and I got a good enough result to get into university. It was unbelievably good news. In fact, any time that I got um, exams, results that meant that I had passed was unbelievably good news. Yes, Emma. Yes, thank you. I, I did wonder whether anyone picked that up. This would be unbelievably good news if um, Australia could have a batsman stay in for more than 50 runs. Um, it's kind of happened a little bit in the last test, but anyway. Well, Mary herself, Mary's there in the blue. Mary herself received some unbelievable news. Now, we heard about that uh, in the last couple of weeks. It was unbelievably good news. Yeah. She received good news. She was going to have a baby and she had, was very surprised. How can this be is what she said and yet she believed it to be true and this is how she replied. Now it says here, it's often called Mary's song, but it just says, then Mary said. Now I could sing it, my song, but we don't know the music, you see. We haven't got any music written for us. So I won't, I'll just read it to you again. My soul praises the Lord. My heart rejoices in God my Saviour, because he has shown his concern for his humble servant girl. From now on, all people will say that I am blessed, because the powerful one has done great things for me. His name is holy. See, the first thing that Mary does when she receives this unbelievably good news, well, she believes it, first of all, and she wants to sing. She wants to tell of this great news. She wants to talk about it. She wants to let other people know. She wants to say it even for herself. And she recognises that all people will say that she is blessed that good things will come from this because of her and because of what she has been promised. Mary remembers God's faithfulness 
in history as well. So she she remembers the sorts of things that God has done all the way through history. And I was thinking, what are some of the mighty works? So it says there, God will show his mercy forever and ever to those who worship and serve him. He has done mighty deeds by his power. Can anyone think of some mighty deeds that God has done this year, like in that we've learned about this year? What? Healing the sick? Absolutely. That's a great one. What else? Anything else? <laughs> what about, we learned about Nehemiah this year. Uh, and Romans, Esther, what do we learn about that? Anything amazing out of that? That just, just that what? Well, she married, she married the king, who was someone who, if he knew which people she'd come from, he might not have married her. So God was at work through that whole thing. That was a pretty amazing thing, especially all the stuff that happened with Haman, the one who wanted bad things to happen to the Israelites. Well, let me show you one of the things that it reminded me of as I was reading through that. This is what it reminded me of. Who thinks they know who this is? Kind of looks like an Egyptian someone. He was a baby and then a boy and then a young man and then a grown man. Who do you think it is? Moses, yeah. So Moses grew up in Egypt. He wasn't an Egyptian, though. And he saw the Egyptians treating his people, the Israelites, really badly. And so he thought, that's not on. And so he actually killed the Egyptian, which wasn't a good thing. But then God sent him away, and he went away to a distant land where he grew old, first of all, and then God spoke to him through the bush, saying, Moses, I have heard, here it is, Moses, I have heard the cries of my people. They're not happy. They're actually struggling. They're really unhappy under these Egyptians who are treating them so badly, and I want you to go back and rescue them. And Moses is like, but I, who am I to speak to Pharaoh? I can't do that. And God said, I'll be with you and also take your brother Aaron. So he goes back, he listens to the Lord and he goes to Ramses and he says, my God has said, let my people go or else. And Pharaoh says, what does Pharaoh say? A big fat no. No, that's right. And so... Moses says to him, Pharaoh, that's not a good idea. You have to do what God says. And Pharaoh says, no. Well, listen to what Mary says in her song again. He has done mighty deeds by his power. He has scattered the people who are proud. This is in verse 51, if you're following um, in your Bibles. He has brought down rulers from their thrones and raised up the humble. Now, this, that's the bit that I think is interesting when it comes to Pharaoh. 
See, Pharaoh wants to stand against God and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not listening to this God. In fact, he goes even further and says, I don't even know your God. Even worse, he says, guess what, Moses? Moses, I'm the only God. So, no, no, that's pretty much what it is. He says, I'm not going to listen to you. So Moses says, well, if you don't listen to God, then these things are going to happen. And these are the mighty deeds that God does. And so the first one is the water changes into blood. Well, Pharaoh is not impressed. Even his own magicians can do that one. They can't turn the water back, mind you, the blood back into water. They can make more water into blood, as if that's helpful. Um, But that's interesting, isn't it? Well, then frogs. Frogs everywhere. Frogs in the ovens, frogs in your undies, frogs everywhere. Pharaoh's still not impressed by that because his own magicians can do that too. He's like, well, that's not... But again, he can't undo it, can he? He can only make more. Very interesting. Well, then come the gnats. And this is where it does get interesting because fly um, gnats up... You know, gnats are the little ones... Smaller than flies. These are flies. Watch. That's a big that's a big fly, by the way. That's very big. That's a gnat. Fly, gnat. Gnats are really small and they get everywhere and itchy and make you want to just go ah, scratch everywhere. And Pharaoh's own magician said, We can't do this. This must be from God. Well, Pharaoh, do you think he's someone who's kind and not stubborn at all? No, he's pretty pretty stubborn, isn't he? And so he says, it's not going to happen, all right, Moses? Not going to happen. Stop asking. Well, God sends the flies. And then God sends the plague on the cattle. And this is where we start to see God's favour starting to happen on the people. It says he helped his... This is in Mary's own song... He has helped his servant, the people of Israel, remembering to show their mercy. As these plagues go through, this is the boils. See, the boils on the Egyptians, this didn't happen to the Israelites. God looked after his people. He showed their mercy. Hail wipes out the crops. What comes next after the crops? Do you remember? Locusts. What was not destroyed by the hail was eaten by the locusts. And so, finally, we have darkness. And this, again, is a place where God has shown his mercy on his people. The land of Egypt, they have darkness. On the land of Goshen, or Goshen, where the Israelites were living, there was not darkness, there was sunshine. And so, God shows mercy to his people. All right. So finally, finally, there's one more plague. And this is the one that Pharaoh, that really gets Pharaoh, who remembers this plague. And you can tell from the picture, there's something missing from the picture that tells you. Chloe? Yeah, how can you see from the picture?
So, the chair is empty and the sandals are, there's sandals there of a little person, a little chair and little sandals beside the chair, in front of the chair. So, that's the, the plague of the, the firstborn son. And finally, Pharaoh says, it is time for you to go. Well, God sent Moses to rescue the Israelites from slavery. And so that's what he did. And if you remember, too, another one of Mary's lines in verse 53, after they have left,